0: Okay, hi everyone. So, I was recently watching something about that, you know, that infamous partly built wall between the American and the the Mexican border. And for some reason, it got me thinking about, well, Empedocles. Now, for those of you who don't know, Empedocles belonged to a group of thinkers called the Pre-Socratics, thinkers active between the, the 6th and the 5th century BC. So, well, let's see where this goes. Here's what I take to be the great wisdom of Empedocles. Okay, so some of the earliest pre-Socratics had argued that the, the universe and all of its objects were generated out of one fundamental kind of stuff. Um, some said it was water, others air, and so on. Now, Empedocles, who comes a bit later, said that the cosmos was actually formed not of one thing, but of several equally ultimate stuffs. More specifically, he thought that the world was composed of equal amounts of fire, air, earth, and water. And you know what? Actually, it's not an unreasonable guess. I mean, if you were living in coastal Sicily at the time, what would you be seeing? Well, The earth below you, the sea at its edge, the air above, and that great fireball in the sky. Anyway, so those were the basic cosmic constituents for him. Actually, Empedocles called them the roots, and he took them to be, well, uncreated, indestructible, and unchangeable. So, you know, they can't be transformed into other stuff. Now, you might be thinking... If that's all that exists, these four things, then how do we explain all the diversity of objects in the world around us, and all the changes that we see? Well, Empedocles has an answer. It's true that only the roots are real, but they do mix together, he says. And when this happens, well, that's how we get particular mixtures like gold and particular objects like dogs. And actually, Empedocles got even more specific in his explanation here. He said that what accounts for the dissimilarity between the various objects that we see is that they have differing proportions of the four basic roots. So, for example, a bone is what it is and not something else because it's made up precisely of four parts fire, two parts water, and two parts earth. Now, this is pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, he's not far from modern chemistry here, which says that, for example, water is two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. Okay, so far I've just been sort of setting the table, but now I want to get to the main course, the, the really cool stuff. So the other question we got to ask is what exactly is responsible for the mixing and the separating of these four basic roots. I mean, Empedocles thought that the the basic material stuff itself was completely inert, incapable of moving itself. So again, what makes the, the material world move around the way it does? What makes it mix and separate? Well, It turns out that this is actually the work of two forces or powers, namely love and hate. So, what do they do? How does this work exactly? Well, it turns out that love is what mixes all four roots, you know, air, fire, earth, and water, together, while hate keeps them apart. Um... Maybe another way of putting this is that the, the force of love is the attraction between dissimilar things and the force of hate, the attraction of similar things, of um, like to like. Now, one thing we shouldn't do, though, is to think of love and hate here as purely mechanical forces, like the, the force of gravity, for example. No, I mean, after all, we have to keep in mind that Empedocles gave the forces mythological names. I mean, the force of love, for instance, he calls Aphrodite. Famously, of course, the the goddess of love, beauty, and sexuality. And so what I think is going on here is that Empedocles, when he's thinking of this large cosmic force, is thinking of it as the same principle that produces sexual desire in a human being. I mean, what's going on when we, as human beings, love? Well, love involves being attracted to someone different and wanting to merge with them to create something new, right? So, really, for Empedocles, the the macrocosm and the microcosm are governed by the same forces the same cosmological principles that govern the cosmos, governs our souls. Anyway, so let's get back for a second to the the forces of love and hate at work in the cosmos. So what's going on when the universe is governed by hate? Well, in a universe governed by hate, everything is separated from what it's not. Everything is grouping together with its own kind. Really, the the difference between a universe governed by love and by hate is one between, well, a world characterized by inclusivity on the one hand and a world characterized by exclusivity on the other. Or, to put it another way, a world that's marked by aggregation versus one that's marked by separation. Now, even though history is a cycle in which sometimes love is dominant and sometimes hate. For Empedocles, I think it's pretty clear which he thinks is better. It's when the whole is in a unity. That's what he calls the divine. That's what he calls God. Anyway, so what's the lesson here? Well, I don't know. But you know what? Whatever love is, it's definitely not huddling up with yourself and your kind in your corner of the universe, right? It's not building more borders and more walls. It's not retreating back behind the the safety of a computer screen. No, it's getting out there and, well, mixing things up.